like with the Aussie setup, you got to be on the throttle like a lot more because the grip's there. And the only way to get fast is like so when you come in the corner, normally you'd like let the bike sort of settle and hook back up and then get back on it. Where back home, we sort of like you don't sometimes you won't roll off, you'll sort of go in. And the only way to turn it is just get back on the throttle and the thing will like turn. It's more like sort of speedway. Episode 131, Tank Slapping Podcast. Another interview pod, and we have an Aussie on the pod. Man, I don't even trying to think if I've had if I've had any Aussies besides Max. I don't think so. My uh, other podcast I did way back in the day, I've had Troy Bayless on, but uh yeah, on the pod, highly recommended from a lot of people. They want to hear from this guy. It's Tom Drain. So we'll bring Tom on here in a second. He's on the line. We're going to chat with Tom and ch- man, learn about his career a little bit. Cause I don't even, I, I was just telling his dad, I don't know shit about anything Aussie flat track. I know we got quite a few Australian listeners on the podcast because it's like ranked up in the top three for countries listened, which is super cool. But man, I'm just like very green when it comes to anything Aussie flat track. So We'll get into that. I want to make sure we shout out Mission Foods, title sponsor of Tank Slatten Podcast. Stoked to have them on board. Buy their product, man. Support support those who are supporting the sport. It goes a long way. The products are excellent. They have organic products, standard uh, tortilla shells, tortilla chips, flatbreads, salsas, everything. Man, they have it all. So if you can support Mission Foods, it helps out the industry and helps everybody out. And they're great. They're great products. So you won't be disappointed. Thanks again, Mission Foods. So Aussie Flat Track, I man, the only thing I really know is the Troy Bayless Classic. I know um, I've watched some races where guys are just berm shotting off the walls, and I've watched some races where like people's like rear wheels look like they're fucking bent in half as they're riding. It's it's a very unique thing, and hopefully this guy can walk us through it as well as his premiere. I'm calling it his rookie year, man. I, last year, it's not, it's not, it's not a rookie. It wasn't a rookie year. He did one race. So, um, he's on the pod, Tom drain. What's up, dude. Uh, not much. What are you up to? Where are you at? Where are you based out of right now? Are you, uh, you um, were in Florida for a while, right? Yeah, we were down in Florida for a bit. And then now we're at Dallas's house, I'm just sitting in the team truck. Ah, right on. So I'm going to bounce around here quite a bit on you, man. But the first thing I want to know, and probably a lot of other people want to know is like, what is your family background into motorcycle racing? Um, obviously your dad got you into it, but where did it all come from? Um, it mostly all come from dad. He like started when he was younger, his dad used to race cars and then he never really wanted to, he just wanted to race like dirt bikes. So he started that and he did it like he did his career in it more towards like his old age. And then he got me into it as soon as I was born and I've just loved it ever since. And did you always do flat track or were you a moto moto guy or road race? Like what was flat track? your like, I'm kind of just wondering, cause I don't, I wouldn't think flat tracks as big in Australia as like moto and road racing, same similar to here in America. So what, what led you down that path? Um, I've just like dad always did flat track, and then like that's always what I started doing. I did road racing for four years, I think. Like 
just like recently I finished last year I rode a 600 and years before that I was on a 300 and a 150 and I actually did Asia Talent Cup on a Moto3 in 21 and that was probably like one of my best achievements in road racing but I've always like done flat track just like that's what I've always done since I was real young oh nice yeah Okay, so yeah, I wasn't too sure about about your background there, but that's because I know you guys did some road race stuff um, when yeah. I was doing some research on you. Kind of like, so man, I think the first time I've ever heard of you, Tom, was when you were at Amateur Nationals in 2019. Uh, you were really, really fast, uh, this small kid on a 250, and you were battling with Chase Sadhoff and Cody Cop all week, and when you came back last year to do Lima, nobody really like all the people in the pro scene, they didn't know who you were. And I remember I tweeted, um, Tom drain's going to get top five at Lima. And everybody's like, who the fuck's Tom drain. And I'm like, trust me, he's going to top five Lima. And then you went out and you got second. So, um, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like my, my introductory to you was back, back in amateur nationals in 19, and then your your debut leading up to um, to Lima. What uh was that always your goal? Was it always to come over here and and race American flat track? I mean, because there's not really there's not really an established pro series over there. Is that correct? Yeah. So back home we've got more just like it's more like amateur flat track, and then the only real path to go is to come over here because it's just where everyone is and the best riders are. So you can come over here and make a living out of it, which is really cool. And did you watch a lot of the AFT stuff prior to coming over? Like, were you guys fans of, uh, of this, of like kind of the series and riders? Yeah, me and my dad and my brother, we used to always sit on the lounge and watch it on like fans choice back home all the time. Did you have a favorite? you uh, you and your brother, who were your guys? Like, who did you cheer for when you were younger kind of coming up through? Um, we always sort of went for Max, like in the singles class, just cause he's an Aussie. And then the twins, I don't really know who we were going for. We just like sort of liked watching it and we're just like good like fans of everyone because we didn't really, haven't really met anyone, didn't know anyone, like we've only seen them race. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, there's been some guys that have come over to Australia, right? And they've raced. I mean, Henry yeah. Wiles, Jake Johnson, Sammy Halbert. So um, I didn't know if, uh, if yeah, I guess... Well, did you know, do you know Mick, Mick Kirkness that came over? Have you ever met? Yeah. Yeah. Miko. Yeah. I've raced Mick a couple of times now because I'm like in his age group back home now. So I've raced him a couple of times and dad's pretty good mates with him. So I've known him for a while now. Yeah. Kirkness. And then, uh, Luke, Jeremy, is Luke near you guys too, or Luke off or no? Uh, no, I think he's more towards the coast to where we live. Yeah, and I don't know anything about the the geography of Australia. I know yeah. pretty much everybody lives like around the border, right? Like, isn't the inside of Australia like yeah desert kind of? Yeah, so like we have like Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, like the spots where most of the flat track is. It's where we all we race like all up the coastline there. Most of like races towards more New South Wales and Queensland, where me and Max are from, but that's just like most people like that race flat track or my mates and stuff live near Sydney or Queensland in Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've never, I've never been to Australia, man. It's, uh, 
it's such a long plane ride. I mean, it's, it's something I probably should do at some point, but no, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. No, I heard it's sick. I mean, Max, Max swears on it. He, I mean, obviously he loves his, loves his country, but he's, yeah. he swears on it. He says it's a lot of fun and uh, no, nah, it's crazy actually in recent years. I mean, Australia is not a big country and I wouldn't think it's heavily, heavily populated, but there's been some really, really good motorcycle racers that have come out of Australia from man, Bayless and, uh, uh, Casey and the Lawrence's and Chad Reed and you and Max, like, I know I'm yeah. doing a disservice to so, so many other Aussies that I haven't mentioned, but, uh, Jack Miller, I mean, it's, it's actually crazy how, how's, and it's, it's, it's so many different disciplines, right? So, I mean, yeah. is that like a pretty popular, I mean, do you guys play, I mean, I know rugby and soccer or football, whatever you want to call it is popular, but are, are a lot of kids getting into riding over there is it is it different um it's sort of not as big as like say like my local town where i'm from i'm like there's like me and another kid that does moto and then the rest just play like football and soccer and stuff where more when you go like it just sort of depends where you are because like queensland i'd say it'd be sort of the same but then there's always a couple kids out of everywhere that ride and it's like it's definitely getting a little bit bigger at home now, but the road racing and that sort of like making it hard because when everyone gets to like 13 or so, when they're meant to step up onto a 250, they all sort of go road racing and it sort of sort of kills flat track a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. And I know speedway is pretty popular, right? I mean, it's, it's like yeah. really pop. It's probably more popular than flat track over there. Have you, have you done speedway at all? Yeah. Yeah. I did speedway when I was, I think around about nine to 11 did it for a little bit, but then just never really enjoyed it as much. So I just didn't go with it. It's speedway stuff's really cool. I, I really like watching it yeah. and I got a lot of respect for those guys and, um, I've gotten to meet and, and hang and, um, we, te we text back and forth, but, uh, Greg Hancock a little bit and, and I, I like yeah. Speedway, but uh, man, those guys are very proud uh, riders. Like every Speedway guy I've talked to, immediately, immediately, it's like Speedway's better than flat track. I'm like, all right, settle down. I didn't say anything about Speedway, so yeah. they're uh, really proud, proud riders. But uh, yeah, uh, you you mentioned <clears throat> you mentioned Max Whale. What is what's your relationship like with him? Like, has it got has it changed at all now that you guys are kind of like competing against each other? Uh, you know, growing, did you guys grow up with each other? What's that relationship like? Uh, it hasn't really changed like too much since we've been like racing each other. Cause most of our career, I've been like always in the younger classes cause Max is a fair bit older, but we've been like really good mates for a while now. And it like, he still helps me out with things when I like need anything. And it's been really good having him here. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Man, Max is, he's all right. He can be a dick sometimes, but we love him. So we'll keep him around. Um, do you have any Aussie rivals or, you know, anybody that you kind of don't necessarily like racing with or guys like you grew up with racing? Like I would say for an example, like your rival over here would be like Cody and chase because you kind of grew up racing, yeah. racing them, et cetera. Is there anybody over in Australia that, we might not have heard of that you kind of battle with? Oh, uh, like all my junior career, I've battled with Harrison Voigt. He's like one of my real good mates from back home. 
He's riding over in Spain now with the Lux CV on a Moto2. But he was like my main, like I always used to battle him in dirt track. We both come over here in 2018 and did amateurs together. And like, he was just like my main competition, like always at home. We used to always like battle with anything we did. And then now we're like best mates, but he's sort of going to the road race path now. Okay. What is, uh, so you mentioned road racing. We've talked about moto a little bit. Um, besides American flat track, like what is your favorite series to follow? I mean, do you follow Moto GP? Do you follow world Superbike? Do you follow obviously supercross MXGP? Uh, what, what kind of series do you guys sit down and watch as a family? Um, we watch Moto GP a lot just cause like we watch for Jack and then there's some other Aussies in it. And then it's just something we've like watched for a long time. And it's like me and my brother used to, like always get down and sit on the lounge and watch it together. And it's really good. That's rad. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to bell power sports, check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. The quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by bell, man. Did you see, speaking of tank slapping, did you see Mert, uh, Michler at, uh, at the TT? Yeah. I saw that on the, like the flat track fan cub. Oh yeah. Because, like over the line when he landed he sort of like got a bit wild did uh did that jump kind of throw you off a little did you think it'd be that big i didn't think it'd be as big as when i jumped it on like the first lap but then once i did it a couple of times it wasn't too bad after that but the yeah. first lap was like i wasn't expecting to be that big <laughs> yeah yeah it, and like the the video i was watching it's hard to video it's like man that, that jump looks pretty big and and then, like when the pictures came out, it was like, "Oh shit, that's really big." So that was, uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, so you mentioned Jack Miller. Um, were you more? Are you more of a Jack Miller fan or Troy Bayless? Like, I know you you've been around both kind of. Um, which one do you do you kind of talk with more? Uh, did do you have a favorite kind of or, or or Casey? Like, who is you know who's your favorite all time Aussie great? Um. I talked to Troy still a little bit now, but probably Jack because he's like, like I've raced him at North Brisbane. He's a really good guy, and um, like that's who I really liked. Yeah, and he seems really cool. I've never met or even talked to him. Uh, he'd be good actually to get on the pod as well. But Max, Max is a big yeah. Jack Miller fan. He's got Jack Miller tattooed on his arm actually. Like he's a he's a big Jack Miller fan. I'm just kidding, but yeah, yeah he, he, like it, he seems really cool and he's, he's incredible on anything to do with a motorcycle. And that's like, so that's what I wanted to ask you too. Like I've seen a couple pictures of him riding flat track races where like the wheel looks like it's bent. Like it's, I don't even know, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like a trial. It's like a trials tire and it kind of looks like it's like coming off the rim is that because of like the low air pressure or what, what kind of goofy ass shit is like, is that like, I have no idea. So like back home, we run that 18 inch with the trials tire and we only run like 10 PSI. That's what I run. Some people can go lower than that, but that's why it like flexes so much, but it's got like sort of hard cause the tire is more square. You can't use the edge of it. And as it's sort of like biting into the dirt, it sort of flexes and just sort of goes with it with the dirt. And it's, they got like a lot more grip than what we have over here, but it's sort of hard because it just falls apart and doesn't last the probably last like 
depends what track you're riding, but some tracks they don't really last very long. Damn. Yeah, I was gonna ask, is there more grip than a 19 inch tire? And like why don't why don't you guys run 19 inches? Like I didn't know. I know in like Spain and stuff, they said that 19 inch tires are hard to get. Like that's why they always ran like the 17 inch. Um, or maybe yeah, it was the definitely. 19 inch wheels or what, but I was just curious why you guys ran that. Yeah, they're definitely like you gotta sort of they're a bit harder to get, but they're not too hard. But it's just Flat track in Australia has always ran 21 front, 18 rear, and it's been like that for a long time now. But it's just like what Australia's always known. Like some people don't even know 19s is like what flat track's actually made from. They always think like like the 21, 18 is the proper flat track setup. Like some people just don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely weird. I don't think I would do as well with that tire setup because I'm kind of shorter. Um, I think like... Yeah the bikes over there look like they're moto bikes with, with that, with that setup. It looks, it looks kind of different for sure. And I know yeah. there's some riders over there that are really good with 21 18s. And then there's some riders who are really good with 19 inch tires. Like, um, yeah. like just because you're good with the, the, tr the traditional Aussie setup, when you switch to 19s, it's kind of, it's a way different riding style, right? Like what's the difference how do you ride the bike differently between the the standard Aussie setup and like the AFT setup? Like with the Aussie setup, you got to be on the throttle like a lot more because the grip's there. And the only way to get fast is like so when you come in the corner, normally you'd like let the bike sort of settle and hook back up and then get back on it. Where back home, we sort of like you don't, sometimes you won't roll off, you'll sort of go in. And the only way to turn it is just get back on the throttle and the thing will like turn. It's more like sort of speedway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. Um, when you came over to Lima last year, what were, what were your goals? Like you've never, you've never raced an AFT, but obviously you could see Cody was doing well. Chase was doing well. You kind of yeah. knew, knew they were at, but did you have a goal necessarily? Or were you just coming over and do the best you can? Like, what was your kind of game plan? Cause you caught a lot of people off guard. Not me. Like I, I knew you're a good rider. I mean, I was, I was slightly surprised that you got a podium. Like, um, I thought top five because, dude, it's it's competitive yeah. over here, and I haven't seen you yeah. ride in a while. But I mean, you you were very competitive, and you got a second. So was that kind of the goal coming in, or? Yeah, my goal was to win, like most people's would have been. But I just like wanted to do, be able to show my best and like show some people that I can ride pretty good, and like I just wanted to sort of get my name out there and be able to do my best on the day. Yeah, you know, you certainly did that. And then you came back over for Springfield. What did you like better? Did you like Springfield or Lima better? What was a, what was a, a better track for you? Um, I like Springfield a lot. It was a pretty cool track to ride because we come over in 2018 and we got to like watch the Springfield Mile and it was, looked really cool there. And I really like that was one of my goals. I wanted to ride that track and then it's pretty cool to get to do it. Yeah, it's it's historic. Um what track are you most looking forward to this year remaining on the schedule? And I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw, which one are you not looking forward to? And don't say I'm looking forward to all of them because that's like yeah. every rider says that because they want to be positive or whatever, but uh, there's got to be one that you're like, eh, we'll, we'll like, we'll go, but it's not like, I'm not, you know, stoked on it. Yeah. Um, I'm, Looking forward to Lima and Springfield again because I got to ride them last year. And then 
probably um, maybe Buffalo Chip, just because it's like more of a tighter track. Oh, the chip like, is never, sick. You're about to be. Really you're gonna like get that. a full That's serving cool. size of America when you come to the chip. Have you ever been to Sturgis Bike yeah. Week? No, never. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah, the track is. Yeah. Uh, it's it's in the bar, so like the bar is just all around the track. The fans are hammered, and uh, it's actually a pretty cool track. You would think it sucks, but yeah. um, it's I, actually I've really only cool. Seen, like, stuff couple photos and stuff and it looked like pretty tight so i wasn't really sure what it'd be like yeah it's tight actually but it has really good grip it's hard to pass but man that yeah. track is that track's sick like that's one track that i'm like if i had to pick one track this year everybody's like which one would you do and yeah. a lot of people thought it'd be limer or it'd be like um like bridgeport like tracks that i've done uh well on yeah. but i'm like dude the chip like i would love to ride the chip this year so um, yeah okay. no that's cool yeah i mean it's good to be positive and say you say yeah. you like them all you know but um like for me i i i i was i would probably put peoria like that's my like eh, it's like peoria and yeah. i started to figure it out more as i got older um but it's like one that i'm like not too stoked on um yeah i was looking forward to peoria I've like seen it on tv and that looks really cool so yeah it's iconic. There's nothing like coming down yeah. that hill and seeing the track. Actually, for me, it nowadays it'd be Springfield. I suck there lately, but uh, but Peoria, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool track. Um, I got some other random questions here. Did you? So you signed with Essenson Racing going in, going into this year, and were there any other possibilities, or was that kind of like the only, the only game plan? Um, and I don't know how much you can say or want to say, but like, what was that? Yeah. What what were those talks like leading in like to the off season? When did it kind of start? Like, cause you did Springfield, you know, when were you kind yeah. of getting calls? Were you guys reaching out to teams? How did that kind of play out where you found a ride to come over here? So it was at Lima. We talked to Tim like a little bit and it was like not too much, but we just had a little chat to him. And then it was more after like Springfield and that. We talked to Tommy and Tim, and then we sort of like asked some stuff about the team, and then they asked us some stuff, and then we sort of kept talking over like the break we had, and then we were actually talking to other teams as well. It was just all like at once, and it was sort of a little bit hard, but we just were like, like it's pretty good with the team right now because we know a lot of people, which makes it a fair bit easier. So we just like kept talking to them. And we'll back and forth a fair bit, and then we finally signed the deal at the start of this year. Okay. And what are your thoughts on that Yamaha? Because um, you've, as far as I know, I've always seen you on like KTM's. Um, so yeah. it's a way way different bike, like the steel frame versus aluminum, and it's uh, you know it's just a way the way they handle. It's actually crazy to me yeah. now that I have a KTM how differently they do handle. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's, there's a big difference and there's plus yeah. there's pros and cons to both. I feel, um, but yeah, you jumped off the, uh, Austrian brand, uh, and then jump onto the, you know, the Yamaha, what was, what, what did what's the biggest differences that you've noticed? And obviously you're going to say you like the bike, but, um, how have you adapted to yeah. it? Um, I've adapted pretty well, I think, because, 
like the KDM, I like that's what I grew up on my, my whole life. That's all I really rode. And then the new Yamaha I liked a lot because it was more like sort of the same as the KDM, like skinnier, wasn't as wide in the front. And it's sort of like the positioning where you sit and on the bike sort of feels like the KDM. But just a couple things of like the riding, having to learn some things about the bike, which now I'm starting to get a lot better with and it's getting better and better every time. Yeah, and I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit more, but when did you know that you weren't going to be eligible for Rookie of the Year? And what are your thoughts on that? I mean, um, because you did the one race where you got a result, which was Lima, and then Springfield rained out. And back when I was younger, um, you know, like you could do, I don't even know if it was spelled out. It was kind of always been like a gray area, but like Mick Kirkness, like he won Rookie of the Year and he did like a bunch of races, like numerous yeah. years before that. So, what? When did you find out? And uh, what? Like, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I'm like, it sort of sucks a bit that I can't get it because I really only did the one race, and it's like never really did a full year or anything. But we found out, I think, the start of this year when we. We're, like trying to get all the licenses passed and stuff with Tommy. And then they said that I wouldn't be out, like be eligible for it. So I've already done one race or, like last year. And it sort of sucks a bit because we didn't really get to do that much. We only did really the one race. Yeah. And I think, I think there should be like a, I would say a three race grace period where like if somebody turns 16, like in June or July, and you want to do a couple races like now, now riders, they're not going to get their license midway through the season. It's going to hurt entry numbers more because they don't want to jeopardize their rookie of the year status because it's a good chunk of money. Like I think it's like $7,500 or 10 grand bonus to win rookie of the year, which is like, it's pretty good. I think rookie of the year is better to win in the singles than it is the twin because you know, I, there's, I don't think there's even a paycheck for the yeah. twins, the twins one, but, uh, yeah. so yeah, okay. that's, that's a bummer. I, I disagree with it, man. I, I think, I think if you, there should be like a three, three race grace period. Yeah. It'd be good if there was, cause it just sort of make it like more people could sort of do more races the year before and not think they got to lose it or whatever. And then they'd be able to go for it the next year. Yeah. Yeah. And like Evan Renshaw, the, the kid I help out, he's 15 and his birthday, yeah. he turned 16 on the last race of the year, Springfield mile. And, you know, yep. may, maybe we would just, you know, do that just to get his, you know, feet wet going into the off season, you know, give him some things yeah. to think about and learn, but it's like, no, like, cause then he won't be eligible for a rookie of the year. Um, and it's not like, the award is cool. It's not like, it's kind of like the horizon award. It's like, you want to win it. You don't yeah. try not to win it, but if you don't, it's not the end of the world. It's like, but like that extra, yeah. that extra paycheck is, is really cool, man. So, um, you mentioned Tommy Hayden. He's obviously the, uh, the crew yeah. chief or of the essence and team, uh, or team manager, sorry, not the crew chief, but did you know, or did you know much about Tommy Hayden or the Hayden brothers prior to signing, like, or prior to talking to him? Like, did you know who they were? Yeah, I knew of like the three brothers. I've known them like from watching road racing and all that stuff. And then we finally met Tommy. We got to, I think I got to meet him at Lima. And then we sort of talked a little bit to him, him and Tim. And then at Springfield, 
like we got to sit down and have a chat with him, which was pretty cool. He's fast. Have you, uh, I don't even know if Tommy rides much anymore. Have you, have you ridden with him? Like he's, he's, well, he was at least, I don't, I'm sure he still is, but does, does he ride yeah. at all? Do you know? Um, I haven't ridden with him. He hasn't like ridden with us this year, but Dallas said before they've gone out to JD's house and he's come out and had a ride with them. Yeah. He'd actually be a good one to get on here too. I don't, I've had Roger Lee on, but I've never had Tommy. That'd be a, I don't even, I, I doubt Tommy listens to the pod, but I, I don't know. Maybe he does. So if he, if he does, Tommy, I'd like to, I'd like to have you on the pod at some point as well. Um, so what's the, what's the biggest misconception about Australia? Like as a country, not the racing, but what's like the biggest, what's the most, the uh, most common question you get about Australia being here in America? Um, It's probably like, heaps of people say oh isn't there like really big spiders and like real snakes and stuff everyone thinks that there's a lot of things that can kill you when there's not really that much it's just sort of how everyone thinks of it over here how it just gets sort of told and like about kangaroos and fighting and all that stuff a lot of that questions get asked a lot do you like where you lived is there literally is there wild kangaroos just hopping around or how's that work yeah, so where I live, we have like a sort of a field out the front of our house and there'll be like kangaroos every, probably every week who we'll just like sort of bounce through. They sort of just like, feels weird. Like sometimes when you're traveling, you'll see them a lot. It's on the sides of roads and stuff. But it's more when you're like at our house, we'll maybe see one every two weeks or something. They'll just be like a group of them. We'll be just standing out in the field out the front. Do you think there's more kangaroo in australia or more deer in america um they're about the same it's sort of like whenever you see deer over here they're sort of the same as that's what you'll just say a kangaroo instead back home did you ever see the video of the uh it's like a kangaroo he's like grabbing like somebody's dog and like the owner comes over and like they like they like start fist fighting <laughs> like have you ever seen that video? Yeah. it's funny it's really yeah, I saw that video they're like punching on <laughs> he punched him in the face and the kangaroo just like stared at him like what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah i, they I will, love, they, I love fight them, yeah. A bit. they do fight you said yeah so if you like stir them up or like get with one that's like angry or someone and it's not running away from you he'll try to fight you that's <laughs> crazy yeah i mean I remember the first year Max came over here, he stayed with me at my, or stayed, spent some time with me in my house in Pennsylvania. And we went like yeah. trail running, like in the woods and he saw a squirrel and he like was pumped. He's like, yo, look at that squirrel. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like squirrels are literally everywhere, but like you guys don't have squirrels, right? That's a fun fact that I yeah. have no idea about. Yeah. We don't got any back home. It was okay. like the same when I first come over, like I was, really like fascinated when i first saw one i was like taking photos of it and stuff because we don't ever have them back home i didn't know what it, like we just hear about america always having squirrels and all that stuff but just never got to see it that's crazy just like that perspective when when he said that and uh it was like he saw like a really cool like i don't know like a elk or something you know like moose like you see like those yeah. kind of animals in the wild it's it's amazing, but he was all hyped up on the squirrel. <laughs> I'm like, dude, yeah. they're literally everywhere. Like, so, um, yeah, I, I'm actually, um, I'm really anti-squirrel right now because 
when I came down to Florida, I parked my car in my, the front of my yard in Florida. And I had a bunch of yeah. acorns in the hood and a squirrel from Florida, a Florida squirrel jumped up in the hood and he chewed up my whole wire harness on my Jeep. And it was like a $3,000 oh. fix. So, um, I'm like very anti-squirrel right now, but, um, yeah. when you came over here to America, was there anything like we talked about Australia kind of, uh, misconceptions, but what was, what was surprising yeah. to you? This stuff fascinates me more than like racing stuff. I, every time I see your dad, I talk to him like for like an hour about, about this shit, but yeah. what's the, like, what surprised you the most about America? Um, I guess like what's the best and worst thing that, that you've come across so far? Um, like all the people over here are like really nice, which is really cool. Cause sometimes you'll be like, even just like at the racetrack or anything back home, you could be trying to get help off some people and they just sort of won't, don't really want to help you. It just sort of depends. Like over here, like more people are willing to help you, which is really good because like back home, say if you're racing someone and they sort of don't really want to help you at all, which I understand. But over here, even if you are sort of more people are like there to help you, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good, a good way to put it. Like everybody, at least most people, like you still have those people over here that they, you know, if you ask them for a sprocket, they pretend they don't have it or something else. It's like, it always comes back karma a little bit. So I always try to, um, man, like I've, I've always, you know, I've always been that way. It's kind of like how, how you've grown up. Like my, my old man, he, he'd always be like, dude, he would give people my bikes to ride, like my backup bikes. And, and I've, I've kind of done the same just, just because like, it's, it's good karma. Like, and then when you need something, hopefully, hopefully they would return the favor, yeah. but some people, even when you help them, then you, you go back, they still don't want to help you. It's like, all right, well, sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like as far as like the, uh, the weather though, and the traveling, like the roads, do you guys drive on the left side of the, or the right side of the car. Like, is that like, is yeah. that different? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, opposite. so we're, we drive on the right side of the car, and then we're on the opposite side of the road, too, so on the right side of the road. Okay. Yeah, is that weird? or, or Do you drive or no? When can you get your license in Australia? Um, probably, probably when you're, like, 12 years old or something crazy, right? No, it's actually – so I got my, like, permit, which I think it's called over here, which is, like, L's back home. And then over, like, now I would have been able to get my, like, next part of my license, which is called P's. And I would have been able to like drive without a parent now, but then I think over here I can actually like it's a bit quicker because back home you got to go through a couple stages to get your actual full license. Where when I was talking to Dallas and that over here, he said it's a lot quicker than what we have back home to get your license. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I forgot, man. How old are you? You're so young. Are you seventeen? Yeah, I turned seventeen yesterday. Oh shit, man! Happy birthday! I don't. Did I, I, I suck at wishing people happy birthdays, but yeah, happy birthday, dude. That's sick. Did you do, do anything for yeah, it? Or? Uh, we had like a barbecue yesterday and had Max, Cody, Dallas, and a couple of Nick's mates and stuff come over, which was cool. We had like sort of a bit of a party. Like yeah, ping pong that's cool. And oh, yeah. nice. Did you play Max in ping pong or no? Yeah, I played Max. I think I lost to him by a fair bit. Really? Did Max beat everybody or cause he, I think he got second. Someone beat him. 
All right, good. Because sure. uh, he he challenged me to a ping pong. So like we were at a restaurant in I think it was Cedar Lake, and he like yeah. he looked at me and he's like, I, I bet you I'll whoop you in ping pong. I'm like, well, how do you? You've never seen me play ping pong, dude. And we we <laughs> he we picked up the the ping pong paddles and. And I whooped his ass. I mean, I beat him like 21 to eight. We bet 20 bucks. So that was sick. I got $20 yeah. from him. And and then we when we walked away, uh, Dave Zanotti was watching and the, he like picked up a paddle and he wanted to play. Like he jumped in and yeah. their, their, their table was ready. It was just funny. Like Dave wanted a shot. Like it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, we'll have to throw some bets on the table, man. I've, I like taking money from the younger riders. Like I always bet Cody and, and Max, um, I've actually never lost a bet yet. I don't think to Cody and Max, yeah. which is uh, I'm putting that on my resume. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. We'll have to yeah. we'll have to throw a bet out there for something. Um, I like to bet with people and th- stupid shit. Um, I actually I just won ten dollars off of uh, James Raspoli because of the uh, the Arizona TT. We we did like what rider is going to beat which rider, and my rider won, so I he still owes me ten dollars. Um, want to give a shout out before we keep going uh yamaha motorsports and yamaha racing the new 23 yamaha it's what tom drain rides they are announced they're available they've been available for a while now i gotta update my notes here but if you can check out their website yamahamotorsports.com motorcycle atv side by side snowmobile and power products uh so i'm gonna get into more uh social stuff man uh do you have a girlfriend um are the chicks better looking in australia or are they better looking here in america uh, I don't got a girlfriend, but they're about the same. That some good looking ones here, and there's some good looking ones back home. That's a safe answer. <laughs> a safe answer. Uh, are there uh, people's personalities the same over here? Like, I mean, as as over there, like when you go out and because you're you're young, like you should be doing teenage things where you go out and hang and whatever. Like, uh, it, how is that? Like, has everybody been accepting? Like. I mean, honestly, I've noticed here, like chicks here in in America, they love guys with accents. So like Max, he scores up a little higher on his scale because he's got an accent. So I didn't know if, you know, since you got that Aussie accent, if that's been pulling any, any in or what? Yeah, it hasn't been yet, but hopefully it can. It's going to pay off. Just keep, keep it going, man. Keep the Aussie accent going. Um, What's, uh, (laughs) what are your thoughts on the, on the flat track fan club, Michael Locke, formerly Michael Locke fan club, the, the, the thumb meme, do you, do you like the thumb meme or no? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I'll just gonna, I, I've just been going along with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was funny. Uh, he put that and I actually have, I actually have some, we do a high low line on our podcast and I have, I have some high low line questions, rugby edition. Um, so actually for that okay, one, man. I'm going to have, we're going to introduce your dad here in a bit. I want to talk to Matt Drain just, just cause he's a freaking legend. And, uh, I want people to kind of learn about your pops a little bit as well, but we're going to do a high low line rugby edition. Uh, you know, rugby well too, right? Like I know your dad probably more so, but your rugby yeah. is okay. Okay. So we'll do that. Um, let me see here. Any other questions I have? Uh, I have a random question. Um, just I just want to see if you know it. Um, do you know who the first U.S. president is ever? Um, I don't think I do. Okay, that's fine. It's George Washington. I was just, 
I was gonna yeah. do this whole like America trivia thing, but I like I'm like, there's no way he knows any of this stuff. So that was like the yeah. easiest one I had written down. And if you don't know that, I was I, like, all right, well, it's fine. Yeah, I don't uh, know much about it. Do you know who the president is right now? Uh, I don't know. I think it's Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah, he's he's. Kind we of... hear like a lot about it on like the news and stuff back home. Oh, TV you do. Yeah. I didn't know. So, do they cover a lot of America shit over in Australia, like on the news and stuff? Yeah. So they're like, we have all like Australian stuff, and then they you'll hear like sometimes they'll be talking about America and what's going on over here. <laughs> That's funny. What has been your favorite place to travel so far? Like being over here. Like I, I don't have you been to California? Like what? What's been your favorite uh, place? Not yet. Okay. So far, my favorite place was probably down in Florida. Going down there because it just feels like. Sort of feels more like Australia when you're down there, because of like just the, how it feels, like all the beaches are close and all that stuff. The vibe, yeah, the the freedom state, Florida, yeah, it's I love it down here, man. It's it's it makes it hard to leave when you got to go up north and yeah, more more bullshit states or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's there's definitely, I mean, there's there's really cool. I mean, even like going up to Washington and that part of the country is really cool. And the new England has yeah. really cool areas and Florida. I mean, it's, yeah, there's pros and cons to everything. You're going to love us. Like the whole Sturgis bike week though. Like I'm, I'm yeah. pumped for you guys to kind of experience that. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's talk to your pop. I want to actually get, you know, get some insight from him and then we'll, uh, I'll have him turn it on speakerphone and we'll do the, uh, rugby edition high, low line, man. Uh, it's cool that uh, before I go to him, man, it's really cool what you're doing. Um, I got a lot of respect for you and love watching you ride. I'm a fan. Um, the first time you rode the coin or not the coin, where the hell were we? Uh, Harpster half mile was the first time I got to ride with you. And then leading up to Lima last year, we were training together at Harpster a little bit. So um, really yeah. cool what you're doing, man. Uh, you have a lot of fans here in America already, and we're uh, we're rooting for you throughout the year. and after you get your first win, we'll uh we'll bring you back on and and we'll chat some more. All right, thank you. Cool. Let's chat with your pop. All right. How you going? What's up, man? How are you? Going good. I love it. Yeah. So you guys, you you guys have listened to the pod for a while, right? Like you you said, like a lot of people listen over in Australia, and I didn't I didn't I didn't know that many people listened over there. I was, um, quite a few listen to it over there. Um, uh, yeah, there's all that. It's sort of good to be able to keep up with the news and stuff like that. That's why, um, I reckon it's a good thing that you're doing there. Oh, I appreciate uh, it, man. Yeah. Uh, so I talked to Tom quite a bit and got some insight on kind of how, how it all unfolded him coming over here and racing in America. Um, and I wanted to get some background from you like what was that process like for you because you probably did a lot of the talking negotiating and things like that i mean was it a stressful process was it something you were concerned about like getting a ride i mean if you didn't get a ride were you guys willing to come over and kind of do it on your own like max and brett did um you know what what was that like yeah i think we sort of um we were gonna come and do it Regardless, I think we we're going to give it a just with the results we got. We'll, we'll we were planning on coming and doing the amateur nationals because Tom's 
younger brother Sam, he was coming and Tom was going to do, because he was still oh, just 16 and we thought we'd do it. And Brett Wales, the one who talked me out of it, he said he's good enough to um, ride in the pro. And then I'm glad he said you won't get seen doing what you're doing in amateurs and give it a shot. So that's what we sort of did, worked that out and come over and done Limer and it sort of was the best thing we really did. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think, I think that was, that was a good move for sure. Um, obviously the rider, like there's some really good riders in the singles class has the level of competition surprised you or underwhelmed you like, what um, you like where these riders are at and their talent and seeing them up close now every weekend and not even just the singles, but the, the top twins riders, you know, has what, what are your thoughts on the talent level here? Um, Compared to Australia too, like obviously there's there's great riders everywhere. But what would you think uh, the biggest difference is? Yeah, no, the the talent level is very high. You can see that the riders are professional and they train every week. That's what they do. Like where in Australia it's a little bit. It's not the it's not professional enough in Australia to well to make a living or you know. And I don't think everyone trains every week. Some riders might only ride every two or three months sometimes and and in Australia you can it could be your first ever race and you could line up on the line at Australian Championship which I don't know how that works but that's what you can do you can just get a license and go racing hell yeah brother let's do it uh that's mm. that's pretty yeah. uh that's pretty scary actually um yeah, because there's riders out there now that I don't th- in our series that I don't think should have a pro license but that's another topic but um what so the whole family dynamic you guys it's just you and tom here and then i think yeah. right and then you're you're you have another son sam uh your whole your family is still in australia like how how difficult and challenging has that been and um what's the long term plan then for you guys um uh, are you going to stay over here are you going to head back and forth kind of like like Brett Whale does, or what's what's that going to look like? Um, we're just sort of playing this year out, but I've got a like, daughter, Georgia, and she's 15, and then I've got Sam. But we're always a pretty close family, so they're not far off coming over. Like, um, I was talking to Lisa, my wife. She She's booked a ticket, but she hasn't booked a return one yet, so I'm not sure. Sam's going to do them in the Nationals, and I can sort of... Now Tom's in a team, you know, I don't really have to do much. I just help as much as I can and I've got a bit of time to go and do some amateur racing with him. So yeah, they're only like two two or three weeks off coming over. Yeah, I'll oh that's cool. Three months. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, cool. I mean, are you like would you have any desire for your whole family to move over here? Or are you guys pretty much you just wanna you'll go back to Australia at some point? Probably go back every year, but I would, if things work out with Tom, I'd probably consider buying a house over here and having a base that we can come back and forward to, which um, we'll look at at the end of the year, I think. I, I, I enjoy it. I, it's very similar to, like, same lifestyle as what we have at home. People are good. Um, yeah, we sort of uh, made pretty feel welcome here at the Daniels place. So they've done so much for us. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, they're you know Tom's they're really, career. Yeah, they're they're really good people, man. The whole Daniels family, and and they got a lot of really good knowledge too. So that's that's really cool that you guys have a home base because, um, yeah, I mean, like it's it's I think it's underrated and people don't realize how hard it is. Like, yeah, you you're on a team, and you know, but your your family's on the other side of the earth and you, you know, you're, you left everything over there to come over and chase this, this flat track dream. And it's, it's hard. Like you're navigating another country and you're navigating, like there's so much going on a day to day. That's not at the racetrack that it's, it's, um, I can't imagine, man. It's, and even like with, with the whales, like they pretty much lived in a motor home as well. Like it's, you know, when they came over, it's, uh, for a couple of years and it's just like, it's really cool. And it kind of shows in their riding, like Max and Tom, it's like, they're over here riding for, it's more of a purpose. Like, I'm not saying all these kids don't have a purpose, but they're over here and they're fighting to, to stay over here. Like they're, they're riding with more of a purpose kind of, um, and you know, it's, it's something that I think a lot of the riders, some of the riders here, they just don't, they might take it for granted or, you know, just assume it's that easy to come do, but you guys know firsthand how difficult, how, you know, the sacrifices to come over here. So I think that's, that's really cool. And a lot of respect for you guys to uh, come over and make that commitment. Yeah, it's a big, big sacrifice, but it's an opportunity that Tom got given. And um, we're sort of so grateful for it with the whole Eston team made us feel welcome. And it, it, it's a really good, team environment in that team which you know we'll go to dinner and it's yeah it's a good culture to be in do you um do you ride? i think we've talked about it but how much do you do you still ride i mean how much how much do you, do you get on a bike still no i haven't much i i used to ride i i sort of race i i used to race with mick kirkness and right through like and i sort of retired and started my own business and then i'd I have a ride every now and then because we've got a good track at home. Like we've got a sort of um, probably a three-eight mile of a track out the front, and um, have a little bit of a fun with the boys, but not too much. Um, yeah, I was I used to do it like since I was ten, right through to I started my own business in two thousand four. I sort of stopped riding full time. How's your speed? Like, do we, what are we looking at for speed, Matt? Do we have good speed? Uh, I mean, I won a couple of Australian championships on a 450. So I wasn't right. too bad. So yeah. this is the game plan. We're going to, I'm going to go to amateur nationals. Cause I'm planning on being there with Cruz and Evan. Um, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to wrench for Sam. I'm going to be, <laughs> going to be his mechanic. Um, hopefully nothing breaks cause I can't fix anything. So, um, I'll be sure. Sam's mechanic and you're going to run the vet classes. Um, we're going to get you a bike and you're going to, you're going to run the vet, all the vet classes. You're going to go for vet rider of the year. Yeah. I better start training a bit. Me and Nick have been having a, um, bit of a, we're going to have a battle at Nioga down the road from here. We've been talking about it. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so Nick's fast. Nick's like. Nick is yeah, really fast. <laughs> well, at least he was the last time that I seen him ride. And then obviously his, his career, like Nick is uh dude, he's quick. He's a fast, he's fast, but no, I dude, I mean, every Australian that comes over here, like they've always done well. Like, I don't know one Australian that's come over where it's been like, mm, he kind of sucks. You know, everybody that's come over has done well. Like, I don't even, 
when I was younger, there was some Australians um, in like, I want to say it was 04, 05. And I don't even remember their names, but there was a bunch um, of them. Have been, was it um, all of, there was 04, 05, yeah, I reckon there was a crew from Griffith down like that's a little town in New South Wales. It's close to us. Do you know there their last probably, name? Yeah. Oh, I do. One of them was a pro rider in motocross. Um, uh, it was Kirkman. His name was. Um, no. There it was, was like, nah. I'll have to look it up. Anybody yeah. listening that was like amateur nationals my age in like 03, 04. Actually, it wasn't 03. It, was, it, was, uh, it wasn't Tommy Edwards, was it? No, it wasn't him. It's like oh four, oh five. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was um Griffith um through there was um I I actually raced them myself, them boys. Um, I'm trying to think who they were, but they didn't really like. I think Matt Passon was one of them. Um, and then uh, I I can't. We would just. I'm pretty sure. yeah, they were just like Aussie, like the Aussie kids. Like they didn't really have a name at the time. It was like, oh yeah, you know, I have uh, Wyman, Bonzi, uh, Narbonne, Aussie kid. Like they just were like, yeah. Well, I think they would have been the same age as you. I'm pretty sure. I knew that they did that oh, a long time ago. They they brought a whole. There was probably five of them. They created the bikes up, sent them over. Yeah. I remember watching their journey. They did them in the nationals for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, there's been some really good, really good riders who, who have come over and no, nah, it's cool to see. So, and there's more coming this year, right? Like you said, yeah, there's... I think there's a big, we sort of half started a team Australia, which I sort of started it and we sort of picked a rider that's like, we we're going to have a 450 rider, which was Tom and then 250. And then 85, 65. And we sort of got that again this year. So, and there's a couple of other um, Aussies. I'll, I reckon we'll have, there'll be probably six, seven of us this year, I think. But we're doing the Team Australia again. And um, yeah, Sam's going to ride a 250 this year. He's old enough. So he's, um, we should go a lot. That's sick. Yeah. No, it's cool. That'll be a, That'll be a fun week, man. I'm I'm hoping to get out there as well and, and let my little guy rip around. Um, did you uh, let me go? So the Michael, well, now they've changed the name. It was Michael Locke Fan Club, but Michael Locke is he is not flat tracking, uh, doing flat track stuff anymore. So I have flat track fan club. They sent me some high low line questions, and if you if put it on speaker so Tom can answer as well. I'll just have, I'll have you answer it and then I'll have Tom give an answer as well. And I honestly, I'm just reading these questions. I don't know anything about rugby. Um, I know you like throw something around that looks like a football and it looks, it looks really tough. Like it looks like you'd be sore after you played rugby. Um, And that's about all I know about rugby. So which is sad, right? Like it's pretty popular. It's pretty popular where you're at, but it's um, popular. Yeah. Is it like, is there like rugby on TV? Is there like pro rugby, like NBA or how, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't know. There's shit. rugby and then there's rugby league, which we're more so in rugby league where we're from. Okay. Well, don't, don't talk about that. Cause I think that's my first question. Uh, the first yep. one is, 
rugby or league? League. Yeah, league for sure. What's the difference? Um, well, they just have bit, it's very similar, but they just have um bit different locks. They don't have a big scrum lock they do. And I'm probably not the best. We're sort of not the strongest rugby and rugby league <laughs> team, but well, we, we do watch it. This guy loves rugby. He was a rugby player, yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna just keep firing these They're off. Both, okay, they sniff each other's balls a bit more in rugby when they <laughs> do the big rush. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, this isn't. Oh, okay. I thought I saw wallabies, and I thought this was like an animal question. But um, better chance at making the wallabies, Tom or Max? Max for sure. Yeah, Max. Okay. What is Wallaby? Is that like a team or something? That's Australian team. Australian. That's Australian rugby team. Okay. Okay. Uh, this one he has in quotations. Okay, it's time for an origin question: Blues or Maroons? Blues. Blues for sure. Well, I have no idea what that is. What is that? That's a that's a pretty big a state um, rugby league. Like that's the best players out of each state they play each other three games every year it's pretty competitive that we i really like watching that okay and this is the last Matt, one Matt. um in their prime who's better and he like gave me the pronunciation of the second guy's name because i would have jacked it up benji marshall or roger to avasa to avasa check benji marshall Benji Marshall. Benji Marshall. Is he like, he's probably big time, right? Like, I've never heard of him. So, no, he's retired now. Yeah. Oh, man. I need to, I need to be more cultured in rugby, dude. I have no idea what any of this means. So, um, I did, uh, I was asking Tom, man, about these kangaroo, the, the kangaroo shit I see. And, um, I've seen videos of people like punching kangaroos. What, what's been your, closest altercation with a, a kangaroo man have you uh have you had a, ever had to frisk one off your property or what no nah, i haven't really uh i had a mate that had a pet one and he used to try and fight you all the time you can now you can actually get them you get them young they, they'll sort of hang around for a bit then they start getting a bit too frisky they want to fight all the time so then they just they piss off after a while. We just go back into the bush. <laughs> I mean, the videos I've seen—they're like really big. Like they're probably six, seven feet, right? I mean, they're massive yeah. creatures. Um, do you guys? So I never went to Australia, but my my dad went to Australia. Actually, he spent two weeks over there for like a Harley dealer meeting back in the day, and I just remember him coming back, and he had pictures of. Um, with uh, koala bears, uh, is that is that are they common as well? Like I don't, I'm not sure why he had the pictures, but uh, yeah, okay, yeah, they're pretty cool. You see them. There's a, they're more so on the coast, and there's a track we race in central New South Wales. It's sort of, it has koalas there. They're actually a koala, they're not a bear, but people call them koala bears. But oh, okay, um, they're pretty cool. Little um, yeah. They're not, a, I don't think they're crankies, the kangaroos. <laughs> so if a koala and a kangaroo got in a fight, the kangaroo would win for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
Nice. No, I like it. Yeah. So you guys have a couple of weeks off leading up to what's next? Dallas, Dallas, uh, Devil's Bowl. What are you? Uh, what's the kind of day to day stuff you guys are keeping busy with? Uh, I, obviously, you're at the you're in Mattoon with the Daniels family. What it, what's kind of on schedule week to week? Are you going to do any sightseeing? Are you kind of just training? What's working on bikes? Like Matt, like what do you do? Like do you work on bikes at all as well now? I mean, what what's your guys's game plan leading up to Dallas? Yeah. I do a little bit. I try and do help him with his practice bikes. I'm sort of the practice mechanic. I'll go with the boys sometimes and help me out. Like I went with Trevor and Tom and in the off season down down there just to help them as much as I can. And then I sort of do a little bit of work still in the afternoons because about three o'clock, it's power seven in the morning. So that's when I start to get the phone calls. And then... Tom's just been doing training with Dallas, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Just like doing a fair bit of cycling and gym and stuff and heaps of riding just to keep it up. Nice. They're man. going to BET, BET today. Yeah. Oh, cool. yep. Nice. Well, the grind continues, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's been cool kind of getting to know you guys a, a little bit over the winter down here at PAX and, like I said, when you guys come over to um, like Bridgeport or Middletown, New York, the races later in the summer, definitely swing by, definitely swing by the, uh, the house and we'll, I'll take Tom to some Amish parties. We'll, uh, we'll go hang out and party with the Amish where I live and uh, give you guys a little Pennsylvania culture, but um, nah, it's been uh, really cool. Yeah. You tell me the seafood's pretty good down there. I've been, hanging out for them crabs when, when we get up there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maryland, Maryland crabs. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the game plan. So, uh, yeah, definitely plan on doing that, man. I, I talk about how cool you guys are to a lot of people. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're freaking really cool, man. So it's cool to ca- have you guys come on the pod and chat a little bit. And, um, get, now people can kind of put a, you know, voice to a face a little bit more and yeah, they can give, uh, you know, learn more about you guys. So definitely, definitely appreciate you guys coming on the pod. Yeah. Thank thank you, Corey. It's been good. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I'll catch you later. I'll see you in Dallas. All right. Check you. See See you boys. Tom and Matt train, man, we got the double whammy on the pod. That was, that was really cool. And, um, man, I, I, I could ask them Australian cultured questions all day. Like I, it's, uh, for somebody like I've never been out of the country. Like I've always, I've been, been to heaps of States, like every state pretty much I think I've been to, but like Alaska and Hawaii, um, but the overseas stuff really like fascinates me and I need to get over there at some point, but Appreciate everybody for supporting the podcast. I want to shout out a few more of these sponsors that make it happen. Indian Motorcycle, since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. FTR Rally, Scout Bobber, The Chief, The Challenger, so many really, man, just really cool bikes out there. And they're big supporters of American Flat Track, Moto America, Super Hooligan Racing, and much more. Moto America Road Atlanta is also the same weekend as Dallas. It's April 21st, 23rd. Make sure you, that track is so iconic. It's such a fun racetrack. If you're anywhere near Atlanta, go check it out, buy tickets. It's Moto America races are such a fun vibe. It's like a tailgate, like a weekend long tailgate. You can watch the Superbike season kicks off, super sport, 
stock 1000 junior cup as well as twins cup king of the baggers if you can't be there subscribe to their moto america live plus package they do a really really good job with it and uh follow their follow their pages on social media big shout out to dunlop motorcycle tires 19 inch and 17 inch flat track tires off-road street moto everything you need dunlop motorcycle tires.com and then a big big shout out to jerry stinchfield of roof systems dallas texas Commercial Industrial Roofing Company with nearly 40 years of experience. Check out his website, commercialroofsystems.net. We're we're busy with these pods. We've been doing like two or three pods a week. So shout out to Billy, my my guy, for taking the time to edit them and get them out your way. And then, um, yeah, just big, big love to everybody that subscribes. And if you can, definitely subscribe. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Give the show a, a review on iTunes. It definitely helps us out a lot, keeps us going. Appreciate everybody who supports us. And with that being said, until the next one, we out. <laughs>